You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, April 14th. It's an NBA playoff weekend. Who's excited? I'm kind of excited. I got to say, Rob G, kids' sports have kind of dwindled down a little bit. Um, obviously, I have my semifinal basketball matchup in the men's league. But other than that, it's kind of a wide-open weekend. A lot of time to sit around and watch NBA playoffs. I mean, the weather's not great out here in L.A., but no, I'm not going to just sit around. The beauty is you can watch the games on your phone all weekend when you're at the mall. Nobody goes to malls anymore. What am I saying? When you're out and about walking the dog, you can like watch games on your phone. It's pretty darn cool. Um, but before we get to the NBA playoffs, we got an NFL story that's interesting to start the day. We have maybe shots fired in the NBA at a superstar. But I, I do like this NFL story. Daniel Snyder, the incompetent owner of the Washington Commanders, has sold the team, according to CB, I guess CBS Sports or Sportico. I don't know who had it first, but a $6 billion sale of the Washington Football Club, or Washington Commanders. Uh, the new owners, Josh Harris, Sixers fans know him well. Uh, Josh Harris bought the Sixers. He has done some pretty good things. I mean, he got Daryl Morey, so you know he wants to win. We'll transfer that to the NFL momentarily. Daniel Snyder in 1999, bought the Washington then Redskins for 750 mil. He's now selling for six bill. In 24 years, 
24 years, 700% return on a football team. Now, as you know, I am the owner of a, well, I have a minority stake in a basketball team in New Zealand, the Breakers. They play in the NBL. By the way, NBL had big news yesterday when a top recruit who had signed with Texas decided, nope, I'm going down under to play for LaMelo Ball's team in the NBL. More great news for the NBL. And I have a minority stake in a soccer team in Mexico. Big game this weekend for the team. We were on the outside looking into the playoffs after last year making the playoffs. Um, I don't envision 700% returns on my money in 25 years. I would much rather have, well, that's a good question. Would you rather wait 25 years to get a 700% return? Or would you take like half that time and half that return? Or maybe even less than half that return? I mean, listen. When I'm in my 60s and 70s, do I want a lot of money? I mean, what, I can't have as much fun. It would be, uh, I mean, obviously my kids will benefit and their kids, my kids would probably want that. But should things break our way, I would much rather, you know, get the money like in the next 10, 15 years. Well, I'm still youngish, uh, but um, I don't think I'm going to get 700% like Daniel Snyder. The real big story and the story behind the story, which is what we do here, is how aggressive will the new owner be? Will Mr. Harris come in and say, listen, the deal's consummated. We got the draft here shortly. I want to go get Lamar Jackson because you guys saw what happened with the Phoenix Suns. They were sold at the deadline. Sarver sold. The new guy comes in, and I think it was like in a 96-hour window, maybe less. I I think it was during Super Bowl week it happened, and I was like on my way to Arizona or just got there. Um, The first order of business they did was we've got to go get Kevin Durant. Like, we have to get him now. And they did it. They pulled it off before the trade deadline. And the Suns went from being, hey, they're pretty good. Could they get back to the finals? I don't know. Chris Paul's looking washed. Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. To, oh, we got Kevin Durant. And uh, we're now the favorites in the West, even though they're only the four seed. Will Harris be that aggressive with Lamar Jackson? Now, I think that the biggest winner here is Lamar Jackson, obviously outside of Daniel Snyder's family. Um, Lamar Jackson finally might have leverage because I'll tell you this, the Baltimore Ravens may not want to pay Lamar what he wants, but guys, they're not losing him to a, not cross town rival, but a regional rival where Baltimore has been excellent essentially (laughs) since Daniel Snyder took over and the Ravens have thrived. They've won, I think at least two Super Bowls, right? They won one with Dilfer. They won one with Flacco. They have Lamar Jackson. Like They're in great shape. Washington's kind of fading. I can't imagine a scenario where you just let Lamar Jackson go, especially to Washington, which is not far away. I mean, listen, if you're a Ravens fan, you're not going to just take off the Ravens gear and start rooting Washington. But if you're an NFL fan and you don't feel totally committed to Washington or Baltimore and you're kind of, you know, in between, like, hey, I like football— all of a sudden, the Lamar Jackson games are appointment viewing. And I think regionally, it, the pendulum would swing to Washington instantly. We're talking about more marquee games, more night games. I mean, goodness gracious, you don't think the TV networks are clamoring for the Washington, D.C. market plus Lamar Jackson versus the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football? The defending NFC champ Eagles against Washington, the I-95 battle, you don't think they want that? That would be massive. If I cannot envision the Ravens letting that happen. Now, Rob G, 
you root for a team in the Raiders who let Derek Carr go. You didn't didn't really mind. Now he didn't go to uh, an AFC rival or a team the Raiders care about. He went to the Saints, who are in the other conference, halfway across the country. I, I just I, I would assume you're with me here. Washington's first move instantly is to say Lamar. Three years fully guaranteed. Would you like it? And I guarantee you he'll take it. And then the Ravens will have to match, which would probably not make Lamar happy, or take two first-round picks from Washington. I I think Washington's in a good position. Uh, they got some stellar standouts on defense. I know the defensive numbers plummeted last year. Chase Young barely played. Offensively, I like the receivers. They're not far away from in the NFC from being a top-three team. I think if Washington gets Lamar, you put them right there on the heels of the Eagles and Niners. Yeah, but I totally agree with you. And and I was watching the herd, you know, shameless plug, when the news broke and I saw you break it on the herd line news. And as soon as I saw it and you read it on the air, I put out a tweet saying, first order of business, trade for Lamar Jackson. Look, we all agree, at least I think we agree, that the Sam Howell hype that they're trying to usher out of Washington is is fake news. Like they're just saying that because I think they were aware that Daniel Snyder was never going to agree to pay that kind of money or trade assets, whatever, for a quarterback knowing he was on his way out, knowing he'd have to foot the bill in some sort of way. He couldn't he couldn't pass on the entire cost of the deal to the new ownership because that'd have to be included in the negotiation. But if you're Washington, and again, like their defense is not bad. Terry McLaurin is very good. Um I think that they have some pieces where they could be a dangerous team if they ever got their quarterback situation straight. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying it like as in, hey, the New York Jets got to get their quarterback situation straight. Like, say what you want about the Jets. They've been okay. They may not have had, like, the best quarterbacking. But Chad Pennington wasn't bad. Mark Sanchez for a few years wasn't bad. The Washington Commanders have started 12 different quarterbacks since the start of the 2018 season. They have the fourth longest active drought in the league without a playoff win. They haven't won since 2005. They've had a record below 500 all three seasons under Ron Rivera. Here's the favorite one. In their history, they have five players with 100 passing touchdowns. However, none has played in the last 29 years. Oh, dear. So when you find a team that's that desperate for quarterback play, and there's one sitting there that could be available— I don't understand why the new ownership wouldn't pounce all over this. I could see them saying, we don't want to do the two first round picks plus the 200 million guaranteed. But if they're committed to doing it, they could easily find a way to say, hey, here's what we're going to offer him. Because Lamar has the availability to negotiate. They've already said that between him and the Ravens, he can negotiate with other teams. They can work out a deal now knowing that Baltimore doesn't want to match it to that extent and say, hey, We'll complete the deal after the draft, and instead of giving you two first-round picks, we'll give you a first and a third, or a first and two seconds, whatever it is. But if you're Washington, I think right now, new ownership, there's new blood, there's buzz around the area, the DMV area, go get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm looking at the Washington depth chart here. They do have Jake Fromm, third string, Jacoby Brissett, second. Sam Howell is going as a starter. I think he's throwing like 14 passes or something. But even the kid Brian Robinson they got, who was nice, Antonio Gibson, McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, they've got some receivers. There's some talent on the defensive line. I do have to ask, 
My gosh, you said Ron Rivera. I had totally forgotten about Ron Rivera. I just went to look at his head coaching record. So, I know he got to a Super Bowl with Cam Newton and a great defense. Since they get lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl, Ron Rivera has coached one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Zero playoff wins. He is... I, I don't know how this is possible. He's 22-27-1 in Washington. Five games under five hundred, and he's not on the hot seat or anything? Uh, what is Washington doing? If you want to go big, I think you instantly bring in Lamar Jackson. And then, you know, remember, they hired Eric Bieniemy as the new offensive coordinator. Yes. Maybe next year you've got the Bieniemy plus Lamar Jackson situation. And all of a sudden, everybody has forgotten about the stench of Daniel Snyder. Just uh, a ruinous owner. Just did a horrible job in Washington. Um we're going to say I got there's some draft stuff percolating, but I'm going to save it for next week because we'll see what happens over the weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Will Levis all of a sudden uh, starting to surge up draft boards, uh, visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, we know, need a quarterback. Just keep file it away, guys. File it away. Okay. Will Levis, I think Falcons are drafting eighth. I don't see Levis falling past eighth. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anyways, I need to quickly go to the NBA because, listen, I like Damian Lillard as much as the next guy. I like Zion Williamson as much as the next guy. But when you come out with some quotes as soon as the season ends and you start saying some stuff about your future here and you start referring referring to yourself in the third person, folks, um, it, it, it's starting to get a little dicey in Portland and it's getting even worse, I believe, in New Orleans. So Damian Lillard, for whatever reason, went on Stephen A. Smith's show. Um, I believe it was uh, Thursday afternoon. And Damian Lillard said, you know, essentially, we've got some tough conversations to have on both sides. Like, Damian Lillard saying what he said at the end of the season and then going on ESPN radio. Just think about this. Stephen A. Smith. You know it's going to get pick up. There's a, he's got an agenda. And Damian Lillard comes out and answers a question. This ain't a threat. I'm not going to say I'm putting them on the clock. I'm just saying if those things can be done. If they, I'm sorry. If, if those things can't be done, if we can't do something significant, like put together a competitive roster, and we don't have a chance to compete, then I have a decision to make, and the organization will too. Damian Lillard is telegraphing, do everything in your power to keep me. This is your chance. That's exactly what he's saying. I am 32. I'm turning 33 here in a couple months. Damian Lillard, of course, not me. And he seems pretty hell-bent on wanting to stay. But Rob, to me, him saying, I have a decision to make, and the organization does too. He is early on setting the tone and saying, hey, guys, you've got to make some stuff happen this offseason. And Rob, you and I are NBA fans. We've been talking about Damian Lillard trades for months. I mean, back to the last summer, Rob, I think. It was like, well, they're not going to be good next year. What, what are they doing? You just wasted a year of Dame. And I think, Rob, it's a little telling that he was shut down early. They tanked. Not a lot of tread on his tires the last two years. 
Okay, because they haven't made the playoffs. They've been essentially tanking. The more I look at this, Rob, I would say 85% chance Damian Lillard says trade me. 15% chance that the Blazers can figure it out and do something to keep him there. By the way, what Rob, when I say figure it out, the only way they're getting like a number two to put alongside Dame would be having to give up assets and probably Simons or Shaden Sharp. Now, I'm sure Dame doesn't care. Well, I'm not winning anything with those young guys. They're good players. I don't know how good they're going to be. I'll tell you this. It's funny. I got a text from um, someone who, former college basketball player, and he's trying to tell me that, like, yeah, listen, Trey Young's not a winning player, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, he's like 24 years old. Go look at where Steph Curry was when he was 24. He hadn't won anything. Go look at how many playoff series Giannis had won when he was 23. I think the answer was zero. So this idea of like, oh, you're not winning anything with Shaden Sharp. Okay, right now you're not. I don't. What's he going to be in three or four years? Is he going to be an elite player in the league? I don't know. I'm just telling you guys, nobody had Giannis being this dominant like six years after he was drafted. Rob, you know this. The NBA Things don't happen overnight. You've got to let them bake. But Dame's 32. He's not on the same timetable as Sharp and Simons. Who, are, who have the potential to be a really good backcourt? I, I think this is a no-brainer. you got to start shopping them. you got to look at if Boston flopped in the postseason. I don't think they will. I think you got to watch for the Lakers and Anthony Davis. you got to keep an eye on Paul George and the Clippers. It, th- th- this idea that you're going to get a package, Rob, of it's like, oh, yeah, we'll take um, four firsts and two pick swaps for Damian Lillard and spare part. That That's not happening. Rudy Gobert was younger, and that failed miserably. DeJounte Murray was younger, and that failed miserably. I know Damian Lillard's better than both those guys. He's also a small point guard turning 33. He ain't fetching a lot. He's just not. He's, you're not getting the Donovan Mitchell deal. You're just not getting that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just be a realist. And Blazers fans just don't want to do that, and they're trying to argue with me on social media. I just threw up my hands. I was like, when you guys are ready to come talk in reality, come come join me over here in reality. You want to sit over there thinking Dame Lillard is going to save your franchise because you're getting five picks and a bunch of swaps and young talent. Like, just stop. I don't know how to tell them, Rob. They're delusional. Yeah, you're just figuring that out? I mean, we've been on this Damian Lillard thing, I think, since the podcast started. Uh, you, you've been trying to get Dame to the Lakers, I think, even before the Westbrook trade ever happened. Um, but you're exactly right. Look, they, they have very limited avenues with which they can overhaul their team. The most cleanest, obvious way to do it is to trade Damian Lillard. No. Start over, whether it's... I don't think they're going to get the picks like you mentioned because as far as I can tell, if my math is correct, he has... Four years, two hundred and sixteen plus million dollars left on his contract. Yikes! So I don't know what team is you know gonna sign up for that while simultaneously giving up four first rounders and a pick swaps because that's basically the Kevin Durant package. And I love Dame, but he's not Kevin Durant, right? Not even close. So the other option, and this would be the way to keep Dame, would be take that lottery pick you're going to get, which is probably what. Five to eight range. You take Shade and Sharp. You take Anthony Simons. You trade all three of them to a team like Boston. Maybe Jalen Brown, who's been dropping hints now for a few months that he doesn't really want to re sign 
in, with the Celtics for a number wait, of reasons. Wait, timeout. Celtics that just went to the finals last year and were up to one on the. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, look, Jalen Brown is a very smart guy. I and mean, you can tell by hearing him speak. You can tell by seeing the things that he's involved in, his interest level, even going back to college. You don't do interviews with ESPN and mention your issues with the Celtics fan base and, and the area fair. that he lives in unless you're planting the seeds for a way out eventually. Um, so I could see them making a maybe a call for him. But the other one that I'm more interested in and that I think would be actually more likely involves the team that you mentioned a few minutes ago, the New Orleans Pelicans. Hmm. If I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm calling David Griffin and saying, look, Zion Williamson is obviously not working out for you guys. CJ McCollum is trashing him during his exit interviews during the playing tournament, which I apologize, America, for not catching that. We should have done that on yesterday's pod. And as a producer, I should be aware of those kind of things. And since I wasn't, I will own that one. So it's my <laughs> fault. Um, but look, maybe a Dame for Zion trade could be possible. You reunite CJ and Dame. They have wing defenders that they didn't have during the Portland era. Er- Wait, Jones reunite CJ good. and Dame? <laughs> well, look, I mean, this, this <laughs> current... I know the Pelicans flamed out. I love to see it because it means the Lakers don't have to give up a pick swap or anything like that. But this current Pelicans team with Ingram, Herb Jones, um, Larry Nance Jr., uh, Josh Richardson, they have defenders on this team unlike what they had in Portland during the height of the C.J. Dame pairing. Zion Williamson obviously seems to be a sunk cost to me at this point relative to what his contract is. I don't think he's ever going to live up to that contract because I don't think he's ever going to play enough games for it to be worth that kind of money, even though when he does play, he's going to be awesome. So if I'm Portland, I don't think the answer is to mortgage your future to possibly be a five seed in the Western Conference with Dame and and Jeremy Grant and whoever because you're not going to be able to pay everybody. I think the better option is trade Dame, get a younger player who may have an upside, which Zion is, and see where you go from there. I I don't see the point of reuniting CJ and Dave, but I like where your head's at on the on the Zion stuff. Now, I was looking closely at these CJ McCollum quotes, and I can't tell if it's frustration on his part. I can't tell if he's just a veteran tired and knows like he's not near the end, but he's a veteran and he could maybe he has some equity, he could say whatever he wants. But to say I'm the type of player to do whatever it takes to help the team. I could have had surgery and sat and watched the team, but I didn't. I'm going to go out and compete. Like, that's a direct shot at Zion Williamson. Like, direct at a guy who you... I mean, didn't didn't New Orleans throw, like, a parade when they won the lottery? And everybody said, oh, well, you know the NBA draft is not rigged. They would never give New Orleans Zion Williamson. Apparently, Zion was not thrilled. He would have much rather gone to the Knicks. Um or anywhere, really. I mean, I think the Knicks were in the mix. Who got who had the second pick that year? Uh, Memphis. That's right, John Morant. Yeah, yeah. So Memphis won and New Orleans won. And let's be realistic. New Orleans has lost. And I don't know what the Zion thing is. I don't know. If I'm C.J. McCollum and I'm making those quotes, am I trying to get out of New Orleans? You know that's a quick, uh, quick and easy way to get called into a glass office. Hey, you're taking shots at Zion who's been out four months with a hamstring? And is probably dealing with some mental stuff because he's referring to himself as a third person and he's maybe trying to eat his way out of the city. Really, CJ? I mean, 
I, it just it's it's an ugly end to the season for the Pels. I had them winning. I uh, I, I, I thought they would be okay against OKC. So not only do they lose the game, but Zion doesn't play. Well, even though in the warmups he's dunking and looking good, fans are outraged. And then CJ, a well liked guy around the league, goes and takes some very subtle jabs, almost out of character for CJ McCollum. Right? Like this is a guy who's pretty. I would say he's like a pretty well-liked guy. You know, this is not really like him. He, he's not going to go and get in like this Kyle Kuzma. I don't know if you talk Kuzma versus Dinwiddie. Like, felt like junior high. They're trading barbs on social media. Like, guys, what, what, what are you doing? Grow up. You're millionaires making fun of each other about playing time and points per game. Like, get a clue. That's just bad. I, it's, nobody's doing that with CJ McCollum. At least I don't think. And for him to take jabs at, Zion, man, that is... I, I think subtly he's trying to get out of there because he knows there's no future. It just doesn't... When you lose that badly, Rob, at home to an OKC team that is on the come up, but I don't think anybody thinks they're that good. Do you? No. No. Now, they, they might beat potential. the Timberwolves. Yeah, but... Yeah. They might beat the Timberwolves. They're going to add Chet Holmgren next year. Like, okay, I see it. But if you're the Pelicans, like, this is disappointing. Weren't they first in the West or second? Yeah, as recently yeah. as December. And then it just unraveled badly. I, I, I don't know. They don't have a... Can I say they don't have a ton of talent? Like Brandon Ingram? Okay. No, Obviously, they you, have Zion. This former Laker, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Um, your guy. Herb Jones <laughs> is a nice player. Like, Trey Murphy's okay. I just... I don't know where they're going and what they are. And it, it's just so weird how things change so quickly. They get Zion, and now it's just all falling apart. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts 
or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we could end the podcast heading into the weekend with some NBA playoff picks. Obviously, tonight there's two games. Heat uh, hosting the Bulls. Not a lot to like um, in this one. If, if, and even though I love, you guys know I'm a Zach Levine guy. It's a very tall order to win two straight road games here. The line went up. I saw six yesterday, now back down to five and a half. I don't know, maybe people just out on the heat and they would rather have a vacation than get smoked by the Bucks in their first round. Um, and then OKC is looks like about a five and a half point dog against the Timberwolves. Rudy Gobert, by all accounts, will be back. No Jaden McDaniels back. Um, but I can't get into those games. I think the Saturday games, to me, are interesting. Um Knicks in Cleveland. Julius Randle, it's still unclear if he's going to play. I'll I'll take, and I'm going to write these down just for um, good measure, Rob. I will go with Cleveland in six. Um, Brooklyn, Philly, I will go Philly in five. Uh, Atlanta, Boston, I'll go Boston in five. And Bucks versus um, whoever Milwaukee in four. Any disagreement? Uh, I think Sixers are going to sweep the Nets. Um, the 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 Cavs Knicks series could be so spicy if we knew if Julius Randle was playing, and that's yeah. the big wild card. Like if I knew he was playing, I might pick the Knicks in that series because I like the Tom Thibodeau like grind you out type of you know schemes that they'd be able to run they have a, a much deeper roster than than the Cavs do he just hasn't been good 
Thibodeau in the playoffs. No. His postseason, like, not since he had Rose back in the day. He's not not a lot of winning. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to. You think Brooklyn gets swept? Nick Claxton. No, against, I mean, he's giving uh, up, what, 100 pounds to Joel Embiid? Yeah, but they got Dorian Finney-Smith, the guy who you think single-handedly caused the demise <laughs> of the Mavericks. Cameron Johnson, Bridges. Um, they, there's a world where they hit a million threes and shock the world, but uh, I think they can get one. Okay. Um, now, so I got I got Sixers sweep. I got uh, Celtics in five over the Hawks. Um, I got Cavs in six over the Knicks and Milwaukee. Depend, if they get Miami, they might lose a game. If they get Chicago, I think it's a sweep. Uh, in the West, Nuggets. I, I, I would not be shocked if it's OKC. Um, if it's Minnesota, I think Minnesota could probably get one. I am gonna go Nuggets in five. I will go Lakers in six. Oh boy, I know. I, I hear Rob getting restless over there. <laughs> um, I will go Warriors in six. And that's still not knowing the Andrew Wiggins um, news. I mean, he's going to play. We just don't know how much. Uh, is it, uh, he's got to be out of minutes restriction. And then I will go Suns and Foe, which I'm assuming Rob agrees with everything except Lakers. No, I think, you know, I think the Lakers in six feels good. I think the Lakers are going to definitely win game one because they'll be well rested. Game two, I think they could probably get smacked. But I think they rebound to win in six. Um, if Minnesota wins the play-in game, Tonight, I think they can push Denver to six games. Huh. Just because I think their roster is uniquely qualified to match up with Denver. I think Denver's the better team, but in the playoffs, it's all about matchup. So if it's Minnesota, it goes six. If it's Oklahoma City, it's four. Because Oklahoma City has no size whatsoever. The Russell Westbrook revenge series against Kevin Durant. I've been talking about this all week. Still not going to pick the Clippers taking the Suns in six, but six? it's not going to be a sweep. Yes, yeah, oh, not going to be a sweep. Gina. All right. And um, let's see. What's the other one? I, oh, Lakers in six. So, yeah. So now this is oh, where it gets interesting. Warriors Kings. I was kind of swayed by the interview we had yesterday. I may, I'm kind of feeling good about the Kings. I may give them more of a chance than I would have otherwise, but no, it's going to be Warriors. Would, if the Warriors lose this, this would be probably the biggest upset since the number one seed Mavs lost to uh, Monte Ellis and them. Uh, not Monte Ellis, Baron Davis. The We Believe Warriors. Yeah. I mean, Those I can't guys are think... still living off that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, Baron Davis. I mean, he's going to live for... They love him out here. Um, this is where I will defer from the masses. Um, give me the Denver Nuggets in seven. Over Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, I got I got Denver. Okay. And then I'll go Warriors. Warriors are risky because there's a scenario where I think they lose to the Kings, but I know I just picked them in six. And I'll go Warriors over the Lakers in six. And Denver over um, in seven over Phoenix. Go ahead. Oh, Laugh. my goodness. Are well, by the way, this, I just want to remind people, this time last year, not many people had – the Celtics over the Bucks, and I don't think anybody had the Warriors. What were what seed were they last year? Weren't they the? They weren't like the one or two. Six. I don't. Yeah, yeah, they came kind of out of nowhere. Because um, I think so, Steph yeah. was hurt a lot of the uh, Clay. Clay was in and out of the lineup, so they didn't. They didn't have their big three together. I think more than like a hundred minutes in the season. Something and then, like that. 
it all came together in the playoffs. Um, so I have the one seed Denver versus the three seed Golden State. Uh, there's no way both those are getting there. Yeah, the uh, Golden State Warriors were the three seed last three year. Three seed, okay. So the one seed Phoenix lost to Dallas, and the two seed Memphis lost to Golden State. In the East, Miami was the one, Boston was the two, um, and Boston survived uh, in game seven. Um, so I'm guessing you have Phoenix and Lakers. <laughs> Yes, I do. No I, way. I, you have I, Lakers? I, I absolutely do. Wait, do you have Lakers in the finals? No. Oh. No. I, I would love to pick the Lakers, but if they, I think if they run into the Phoenix Suns or the Los Angeles Clippers, I think that they, they lose those series. I just think it's, it's very bad matchup for them. <laughs> the and any, anybody else, I want all the smoke. I really don't. It, Warriors, Kings, Nuggets, the Grizzles, I, I don't care. This would be big if Durant got back to the finals. Um He's played with some of the most stacked teams in the last 25 years and has only been to the finals once outside of Golden State. Could not get there with Brooklyn. Got there with OKC, but then the Presti traded uh, Harden. I think this is, you know, I don't want to get, we're not going to do the Durant legacy now, but this would be, I think it'd be massive for Durant to win a title without Curry. So on some level, I'm rooting for him. And oh, by the way, I did a player points pool, just like how I did one in the NCAA tournament, and I won it. I had the third pick. Giannis went first. Tatum went second. I took KD third. And I know, how are you picking against Curry? What are you doing? The Suns are the favorites in the West. I've got to kind of follow the odds there. And essentially, the way to win these things is predict who's going to go to the finals, have those players, and then you get like five extra games and you're not going to lose. So, for instance, like my second pick, I had the choice of Jamal Murray or Donovan Mitchell, and I believe Denver's going to the conference finals or the NBA finals. So I took Jamal Murray over Donovan Mitchell, but as Rob noted to me, like Donovan Mitchell is going to score way more than Murray. And if Murray gets bounced, I'm pretty much toast. So as a hedge in the third round, don't laugh, Rob. I took Donovan. Uh, sorry. I took Malcolm Brogdon the, as a the hedge. sixth man. Yeah. But if you look at in the playoffs, he plays a lot and he's a veteran. They trust him. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's true. Brogdon is essentially after Tatum and Brown. Brogdon is the third guy. Yes. And you know, I think the Celtics, well, we haven't got to the East yet, but I believe the Celtics are going to the finals. Um, and I think Brogdon's going to have a, a good postseason. Like, Derek White's okay. Brogdon's a better scorer. So that was my reasoning anyway. I got off track. Um, so you have Phoenix coming out of the West. I have Denver. I'll go back to the East. Um, first, yeah, Bucks are one. They will face Cleveland. I'll go Bucks in five. Uh yeah, Bucks. No, but I'll go Bucks six, and I will go Boston five. Ooh. and then I will go Boston seven. Okay, I have Bucks in seven over Cleveland in round two. Seven, seven. You like this Cleveland team? It's just matchups. It's, it's really all it is. Because I, I, I think Colin even said it earlier this week that this version of the Milwaukee Bucks, I know they're the best team in the league record wise, but they're not as good as the previous Bucks teams that yes, they've had yes. in the last couple of years. Um, they're slow. They're, they're kind of unathletic outside of Giannis and, and Drew Holiday. Um, Chris Middleton is obviously dealing with the injuries that are much worse than I think even people around the t like the beat writers believe it is. 
He's definitely limited. And that that's why I don't think you're going to get Milwaukee in the finals. That's why, like you, I have Boston coming out of these. I think Boston beats Philadelphia in five, which I was kind of shocked that we were on the same page there on that one. And I think Boston gets by Milwaukee again because it's going to be Giannis versus the best, the deepest team in the league. So Giannis is going to put up monster numbers just like last year, but the depth, the overall talent of Boston is going to be what gets them back to the NBA Finals. And you go Boston, Phoenix? I think Boston. Wow, we're in lockstep. I have the Celtics. Now, you guys know I'm a huge Jason Tatum fan. Um, I, I, I don't like any Boston teams. I was born in New York. I'm like... It's in my blood that I cannot like anyone from Boston. I just love Jason Tatum's game, dude. It is so smooth. And um, I think they win. I'll go Tatum MVP. Celtics win the title. I don't know what that will do for your Jalen Brown um, wanting to get out of town take. Even more reason for him to leave. I've got the chip. Let me get out and uh, what? Get paid? Be the man? Absolutely. That's fair. Uh, So the picks are in. We'll be enjoying some NBA over the weekend. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. Everybody be safe out there. Talk to you then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.